The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcasting Network. Geeky programming for all the nerds and otaku across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. Nerdapalooza, the world's largest nerd music festival, and with the generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcast community forums and learn how you can support this and other fine Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Wicked A! Hey everyone, this is the uh, Wicked Anime Podcast, episode number 12, where three to four white guys and occasionally a black guy will talk about Asia. Um, and I'm Dylan, and with me is the Uncommon Rider, Sean. Howdy guys. Back again. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. It's been a minute. It's been a, couple, it's been a couple episodes for you guys, but it's been a really long time coming for us. Yep, that guy who interrupted me is uh, the... I don't remember. What was your thing again? It was the stupid awesome analyst, Jonathan. What's up, guys? And uh, and then, of course, uh, hard man with harder opinions, Andrew. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm done. <laughs> All right, let's pick things up by ringing the news bell. All right, guys. First up in media for tonight. Have you guys heard about this story in Japan about uh, this remote control malware virus that has been spread around? No. no. It's It's been a case... For uh, quite a few weeks now, I, th- I think maybe it's been going on for a couple months even. Um, but originally, there was this virus sent out, and the technical director of Gundam Double Zero, Masaki Kitsumura, was arrested for it under suspicion of being. The oh, one that had it. I remember when that happened. Yeah, but wait, he was arrested because they thought he had it, or he they thought he like de- created it or yeah, something. Yeah, they thought he developed it. Yeah, they thought he was the one who was the original carrier of the virus, and he was sending it out to people. But it turns out he was the first one infected by it. Um, that and, seems much more likely. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> you famous anime director, you are evil. Um, but the guy who sent it, it, it turned the. I read the entire story because it, it finally came to completion, and it sounded like a total episode of Law and Order or CSI or something like that. Because <laughs> because the <laughs> guy who who sent the virus out was giving cops codes and stuff like that like the malware virus had five messages in it that which if they followed the messages it would bring them to a sd card that had the um the solution to the malware it was almost like they were searching for an antidote and um and so two cops actually figured it out like they figured out the um the thing and they found a sd card in the collar of a cat on the side of the road <laughs> and the collar classic classic villain mistake yeah and you've got to be um, kidding me this sounds like an episode of like csi miami that's what i'm saying and they used the um security cameras where they found the cat to uh find out find the suspicious figure who used the cat and um and they ended up finding a suspect but when they found the suspect um, or, or when they had reason to believe that they were going to find him before they arrested him, they got emails from the guy who said, I lost this game and now I'm going to kill myself. And I don't think it's gone past that yet. They haven't made an arrest yet or anything like that. Or at least when the um, story was released, they hadn't made an arrest yet. They probably have by now. Um, 
But I thought that was the craziest news story, you know, just the fact that it played out like a script from a TV show. Yeah, there was almost a little bit of strange news in there, like, mixed in with that I, one. I like to think that, like, just an Asian version of Bruce Willis and Danny Glover, like, were going around Japan figuring it out. Bruce Willis? Yeah. Wasn't it no, him it was and Mel, Danny Glover? It was Mel that were, uh, Oh, no, it was Samuel L. Jackson. My bad. What? Oh. In, in the second movie. I thought you were talking... You said Lethal pe- Weapon, right? No, I did not say that at all. I said Bruce Willis and... Samuel L. Jackson? I had the wrong uh, actor for the second character, but we can move on now. That was the third movie, Dylan. That was the third. If you're talking third, about Die Hard. If you're talking about Die Hard, yeah, that was the that's what I was ta- That was the reference, yeah. and we can move past it now. It's gone way too long. <laughs> well, I thought you were talking about Lethal Weapon because you said Danny Glover. Well, yeah. That was my mistake. <laughs> All right. Danny Glover. So there's been an announcement Not for a new close. series. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of close. <laughs> There, there's been a new series announcement from uh, one of my favorite anime directors of all time, uh, Hiroyuki Mashi, who is known for directing things like Fooly Cooly, Gurren Lagan, Panty and Stocking, Dead Leaves. Um, he's directed all of those things, and he is now on a new project with uh, Studio Trigger, who um, they haven't released anything about it. They released one piece of sample art, which really looks influenced by his work as of course um but they said that they began development on this project three years ago before they wrote panty and stocking so it's been in the works for a really long time and i'm super excited to see it because he's he's just an excellent visual director everything that he does isn't really super based on story or it doesn't have to be gurren lagan had a really good story to it but it doesn't have to be you know really intense on the story because the action is where it's at like he does just <laughs> crazy i mean like if you guys saw dead leaves um oh yeah which you, <laughs> oh god yeah nope yeah shaking my head it's just it's just gunplay the int- for 50 minutes straight it's a 50 minute ova and it's just 50 minutes straight of gunplay and that's um, it I, I have to say that, that that has to be my favorite director i didn't know the name of Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, like everything you listed, I was like, yeah, that's kind of like my tops of anime. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, but he's coming out with a new project soon, and I'm super ex- excited about it. So next up in media, we have a lot of media tonight. Square Enix has reported that during their last quarter of 2012, that they had a loss of 57. Po- uh, f- no, sorry, 5.7 billion yen. Yeah. They're doing which, terrible, and yeah, I've been which, following that train wreck for, like, a couple of months now. Yeah. USD, that's $61 million. Yeah. Um, and they said that they haven't done that bad since 2003. Which, since Final Fantasy X. <laughs> <laughs> um, Don't hate ten. Oh, I do. <laughs> I'm bigger than uh, you, and you know that. <laughs> you're also in Gainesville. Uh did did you hear what they were announcing as like their next actual Final Fantasy title? Um, do you mean besides the re- reboot of fourteen? Wait, which one's fourteen? Um, Is that the uh, the, 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 the new uh, the online one? Yeah, they they um they're it's called Final Fantasy fourteen or Realm Rebuilt or Reborn. Yeah, because that thing did terrible. Yeah, but now I mean, of course they didn't show any gameplay or anything of it, so I don't know what to think about it. But the of course, but again, like the the production video of it, where uh, they had the trailer of it, that was gorgeous. And well, of course, it's kind of gorgeous. It's Square Enix, but like, the, no, no, no. What I was was actually talking about is is instead of doing another core game, 
like instead of doing 15 or whatever, they've uh -huh. decided that they're going to turn Final Fantasy 13 into a trilogy. And, <laughs> oh, oh, I know, because the first two yeah. games did so well. I'm like, yeah. what are you guys thinking? Shooting themselves they're bleeding the money out right now. I know. That's, they, they, they really like the lightning character for whatever reason. Well, yeah, I, I mean, cannot well, figure that out. Because <laughs> she's female Cloud. Yeah. But even still, their games aren't selling. So maybe they should actually bring back Cloud. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and their other big their other big push, like their, their other huge moneymaker, uh, they haven't made a core game for in years. And it doesn't look like they're even in production, which is Kingdom Hearts. Well, well, yeah. That, well, yeah. That's that for one, and that would um, really put, put a bandaid on things. And but I mean, now Square Enix has to worry about all of IDOS's stuff because you know they bought all they bought IDOS, and so now they have to have their stick their fingers in all the Hitman pies and all the Kane and Lynch pies, <laughs> the Hitman and the, pie, yeah, and the Tomb Raider pies, yeah. Um, but the major overarching thing was that they were hoping that Dragon Quest X, the MMO that we talked about in like one of our really early episodes, was going to be more successful than it was. It's, steady, it's steadily getting better as it goes on, you know, so they're gaining fans of it and everything like that, but they were really hoping it was going to be a huge hit, because I guess Dragon Quest is a really popular series in Japan. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. huge. Mm -hmm. But well, it, huge. It, apparently it didn't strike uh, as well this time, unfortunately. Well, and this is... This is one of those things that I was I was I've been actually like following in the my absence from the the podcast is, is the the MMO thing man these game companies need to get away from it unless you have a very good yeah. model going into it you're going to lose money every yeah. MMO oh that my has gosh been released yeah. in the last 3 years has been an absolute abject financial failure well, it's because none of them do anything different. Like, every single MMO I have ever played, I've ended up doing the same exact thing with different character models. Yep. Like, it's go to into this dungeon, fight the, fight these people, do nothing else. Like I will say, need... I will say, I just finished up, like, uh, I just capped a, a character in Star Wars because uh -huh. it went free-to-play. Yeah. Boring mm -hmm. as shit. It was just a reskin of WoW. The only thing that I've played that is really... <laughs> really driven my gears is the secret world because it's not like any of those yeah um they've they've really got to take brand new mechanics and make a brand new mmo well people right. just know uh, people should know by now that uh free to play makes more money they they got to stop making these pay to play uh mmos because they don't make money and then as soon as they go yeah. free to play everybody plays them again and they make more money than they ever did before you know making it free yeah I'm completely yeah, if we see if we see many more MMOs going forward, that's probably what they're going to do is either have some sort of free to play uh, uh, model or some um, buy to play microtransactions. Yeah. Because we recently we saw um, uh, the technical director of uh, the guys who make D Dungeons and Dragons online. Um, when that went free to play, they just said it's made more money than it ever has when it, before we did free to play. So I mean, like it, it just follows a t simple business model: of make it free. To play, and everybody will buy your game, you know? Well, getting back to the original thing, though, I just, I can't believe Square Enix really feels that, like, stepping their, putting their feet back into that business model is going to make them any money. I mean, Eleven, the the original uh, online yeah. Final Fantasy, which I did play quite quite religiously for, for a while there, uh, man, that game was, I mean, it just had such a steep learning curve, you couldn't get anybody into it. 
Yeah. But but apparently that one still makes money. It's more popular than fourteen. Like it like fourteen was supposed to be the new eleven, but it sucks so bad that they had that people just still start like they stayed playing eleven. I man, I can't tell you how upset I am the fact that they numbered those games. Like it should have just been like Final Fantasy Online. And, well, that's and just the, keep the core yeah. numbered games, those single player, uh, story driven, amazing RPGs that Square. I know Square Enix knows how to do. We just haven't seen from them in ages. Yeah. Well, I think the business tactic behind numbering it would follow, um, you know, the thing of the, the completionists. People yeah. need, like, if they saw Final Fantasy Online, maybe they didn't buy Final Fantasy Tactics because it was just Final Fantasy Tactics, but they bought Final Fantasy 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, and then 11 came out and they're like, oh man, I gotta get this MMO just so I can have it. Yeah, yeah number number games sell better. Like sequels, if you slap a number two on it, it's I guess statistically proven that it'll sell more. Because there were some Wii games that never had a first game, but were like whatever, whatever two. You're kidding me? No, I forget what game did that, but there were, I know of at least one that did that on the Wii. Huh? Huh? Yes. All right. Well, if you guys remember, <laughs> if you guys remember, we're still talking about news, and so next piece of news for tonight. Yeah, is... that was a really long Square Enix conversation. <laughs> it was um, relevant. <laughs> oh, it was totally relevant. It was awesome. Um, Good job. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Sean, for bringing back intelligible conversations. Oh, you guys missed me. <laughs> I hate you, Dylan. <laughs> no, we didn't miss you. <laughs> Um, uh, so we we missed you. <laughs> so the next piece of news, um, Shonen Jump is coming up on its 45th anniversary. Um, oh my god! And yeah, uh, for this special, one... none of their stories are finished yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, for this celebration, one they're releasing a new game, um, which is going to be like the Shonen Jump Smash Brothers thing that they released a while ago. Wow, yeah. that actually and sounds really cool. Yeah, I think that sounds. It was cool. super cool, uh, but it never came to America and it was just for the DS. Well, that, they're, that's like they're going to they're yeah, going to be doing another game like that, but I think it's going to be team based. And for that, they're promoting it with a two part special that is going to have a crossover of Toriko from the show Toriko, Goku from Dragon Ball Z, and Luffy from One Piece. And if you guys don't know the stereotypes of these characters, all of them like food, um, so that's probably going to be an element. In the show, Toriko yeah. is like a the only character food. I recognized there was Goku. <laughs> well, Toriko is fairly new, and uh, One Piece is One Piece. I know, One Piece. I know what yeah. One Piece is, but it involves pirates, so I avoid it like the play. It seems like a cool concept. Still haven't gotten into it yet, though. Uh, so there's that. And then for the last piece of media news, this is typically in strange news, but it's not strange this time because it's a little tragic. Something has exploded in China. <laughs> Don't laugh yet. <laughs> um, I just so, want to let the the viewer, the the listeners know this is my surprised face. <laughs> what happened was a fireworks truck was going down a highway in China, and it ignited and exploded. And because it was on a highway, it was on one of those high bridges. It, the explosion was so intense that it collapsed the entire bridge. Holy bananas. Uh, yeah, and there have been multiple fatalities reported in this, uh, and it's not our funniest explosion ever. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why did you even but, tell us that? 
<laughs> because yeah, John, every once in a while, just we, sad. because it was something exploding in China and it happened. It's just it's just a part of our our theme, guys. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's not like anybody over there listens to us. We made sure of that. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a callback to an I old feel like, joke. I feel like Asian uh, Bruce Willis and Asian Danny Glover had something to do with that. <laughs> I definitely think you mean Asian Sam Jackson. But we're no, just I'm let... sticking with Danny Glover now. Yeah. I, I decided. This has happened. <laughs> it's been decided. All right. All right, guys. So that's it for media news. It's time to move on to some gaming news. Um, we don't have any real gaming news for the entire time, but Andrew and I, for the past couple days, have been playing the new Fist of the North Star Ken's Rage 2 game. Yeah. And it's amazing. It is Dylan, awesome. do you want to talk about something else while they talk about that? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> we actually talked, uh, uh... Get any new teacups? Uh, no, but I have these really cool glasses. Oh, neat. Wait, what? You're wearing glasses? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I got it, I got it. I don't think he heard the teacup comment. No, just I, I got go. it. Yeah, I know. It. Go. Like, you're oh, I about just wanted to glasses. talk over you because once again, you guys brought up Fist of the North Star. What? Who? Exactly. You guys. <laughs> um, but the game itself is actually really cool. It's it's a reboot of the first one, technically. I think because, well, again, technically, they couldn't do put everything that they wanted to in the first game. Uh, what shines through in this new game is that it runs a lot smoother. They actually put, like, exploding mechanics in it. They don't just break the rigs like they did in the first one. The level-up system is so much easier. Instead of, like, following a chakra chart of your character that gives them new abilities, all you need to do is just punch people and, and, uh, and get stuff upgrade. Yeah, stuff upgrades. Do combos, and you, get, and you get technique upgrades, and you get health upgrades, and you get aura upgrades. You know, it, it's just so much simpler this way. And then... Um... And then all the they redesigned all the levels so that all the levels actually look like places they went in the um, in the show. Yeah. It, so in, instead of like Kentro breaking out of jail in the first episode and all of a sudden being out in the middle of the wasteland, you actually have to escape from the prison jail, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and it really helps too in the fact that all the level design isn't just brown desert. Yeah. But that game is really fun. If anybody got the first Fist of the North Star game, definitely get the second one because it is miles better. You know what? Sell your first copy of Fist of the North Star and get the second one. Well, because, I mean, especially if you have it on... Um, Xbox. Because on, or, or, Xbox, you have to buy another disc, um, where on PS3 and Wii U, um, it's straight downloadable. Which is 10 gigs. Which, but, <laughs> yeah, which you, have, you actually have to have 30 gigs free on your PlayStation to download the game. Which was a pain because I had to delete everything off of my PlayStation. But how how big is yours now? Do you still just have a sixty gig? Yeah, I, no, I have an eighty gig. No. It, it's still it's still a fat model. Mm-hmm. Well, right. I got a I, I got a fat model mm-hmm. for mine, but it's one hundred and twenty, I think. Yeah, and then of course we already talked about it, but uh, Final Fantasy, the new uh, Final Fantasy Realm Reborn, is coming out. Yeah, so. That's gaming news. Am I okay? So before we do our next podcast, I'll go check that out and see what's going on with it. The Final Fantasy. The, I've been on an MMO kick lately. Well, because um, I might actually try turning it on. Because uh, I mean, I still ha- I have Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, I just have to get it upgraded and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. So I was yeah. I was thinking about uh, sw- like moving all my files and stuff onto my new hard drive. Oh wait, but that was the problem with playing it on the first time. My computer's nowhere near powerful enough to run it. So, <laughs> so once again, I'll take over and check that out for you. Yeah. <laughs> all right. 
Okay, guys, uh, now that gaming news is over, uh, that was quick, it's time for some strange news. Strange news. Thank you. Yeah, uh, thanks. Thanks for that. <laughs> You're welcome, Dylan. You're welcome. <laughs> we just got a short story uh, for strange news tonight. Recently, the Chinese New Year happened, and uh, f- upon... <laughs> Slytherin House. <laughs> Whoops. China, for the Chinese New Year... China set up a system that women could rent a boyfriend for Chinese New Year. It's like the Sadie Hawkins dance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I know why this is happening because, well, you, uh, I, I was privy to this information from earlier because you guys showed it to us. But the the whole badgering from the parents because they're not they don't have a boyfriend yet. Yeah, that's funny. Which yeah. is which is weird because like you know they have like the whole governmental population control over there so like you'd think that they'd be like get back like poking them with sticks stay away no babies <laughs> I just think that it, it that's like how does that job work do do they have like is it like a car dealership where you go and there's like dudes on pedestals spinning around and they just like hmm I guess I'll take him home yeah, this is our new premium <laughs> he looks I, I imagine it's a lot like Summer Wars just way less eventful yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, and you probably get paid. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, what do, what do you do? Go into the rent a boyfriend thing and it says he looks believable. I love Craigslist, except yeah. with pictures. <laughs> well, they they um, pay like forty. It was what was it? Forty eight USD an hour for the boyfriend, uh, you know, to play along, and then on top of that, if that's they, how much having a girlfriend costs. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, they also, if they want to add a kiss into it to be more convincing, they have to add more money. Oh wow, I didn't read that. <laughs> yeah, this is like uh, this is like doing that uh, Japanese uh, ordering menu where you order the girl. Oh, for, yeah. the cuddle, for the cuddle cafe. Yeah, the cuddle cafe nap thing. Yeah. So that's it for strange news, I guess. I don't know where <laughs> to go from there. <laughs> yeah, that got weird. It would only get weirder if we kept talking about it. Let's keep talking about it. Let's keep talking about it. <laughs> do you think uh, they have, like, like? do you want him to smell like this or smell like this? Like, different axe sprays all over the place. It's like, this is your new car smell. Okay, we're definitely I, moving yeah, on. We're definitely I wonder if they have, it. like, different tiers of boyfriends and, like, one girl, like, waited too long and she gets stuck with some, I don't know. They go to the prom together in. and it's like, like you... Like you, a sumo wrestler. <laughs> it's like, you took the same boyfriend as me. Like, how dare you? I just imagine, like, a, a romantic comedy where, like, one dude gets double booked. <laughs> Same restaurant. He's running. He's- Asian Matthew McConaughey has to run back and forth. Um, like, I, think, I think we're done. Okay. Good. When Matthew <laughs> McConaughey comes dead. in. So I guess it's time to move on to what we're watching. Is anybody watching anything? I am. Excellent. Yeah, I watched Yeah, I watched Naruto this week. Oh, okay. is it out of filler? Yeah, it actually, I, I guess a couple episodes have been out. How are they? They were cool. I mean, well, I guess technically one was, well, one of them I didn't care about. Like, so, some of the stories for some of the characters I just don't care about. I, I, I guess because I've watched them, like, too much already. I don't feel like I need to know any more about them. <laughs> but uh, one episode was pretty cool. Like, I, I don't know, I guess it was like a year ago. They ran in the, I don't remember, 
I guess it was the episodes where like Itachi did something to Naruto and you never really found out what that was huh, until crap. I guess this uh, late one of the later episodes that just aired. So you get to find out what he did to him. So, so do they play it in the episode and they're like, do you remember this? And the viewer's like, no. <laughs> yeah, it, it's been in the back of my mind like this whole time and I'm thinking, did they, they didn't explain that, did they? And then at that, the, when this episode came up, I was like, oh, okay, no, they didn't. Oh, that, that explains it. That bugs but, the I crap mean, out of me. It was like a year ago, I think. I mean, if I was reading the manga, I would have figured, I guess, read about it much earlier than now, but... An element like oh, in storytelling like that always bugs the crap out of me when they do when they keep it you in suspense for like two episodes. Um, you know, like when when like they show a character say something, but it only shows their lips moving, and you have to wait to find <laughs> out what they said to that character. And like if it if it goes on longer than two episodes, it drives me nuts. Like anything in East of Eden. <laughs> Eden of the East. Yeah, that thing. Whatever. <laughs> anything East of Eden. <laughs> Just anything. You- on to the east side of Eden there. Yeah. Um, but yes, to answer your question, yes. That bugs me. Okay. Um, <laughs> in that case, uh, I actually didn't watch anime. Um, I've, I've watched all my regular shows that I've already talked about, but I don't want to bore the audience. So the thing that um, I've, I watched in this past time, however long in between this episode, two weeks, I watched Juon, which if you don't know what that is, it's The Grudge, the Japanese version of The Grudge. Which is good. It, it was good, but it was really strange in, the, in their storytelling. The pacing, ways. yeah, the pacing yeah. is weird. Um, they set it up in chapters, and the chapters are like fifteen minutes long each, but they're different people. But you just reminded me. I, I watched a couple of the original Japanese Ring movies, oh. and one of them was really weird. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's, it's my turn, and I'll probably end up saying some of the same things that you would say. Okay, yeah, go ahead. I'll, I'll tell it if you don't end up getting to it. Yeah. Um, the way that it's all done was they never actually told you a story in the whole thing. Um, they they showed you a little glimpse of something in the beginning. Like, they showed that the ghosts are children who lived in that house that were killed. and But they never say who they were killed by, necessarily. Um, it was a dude who yeah. killed them. And I don't know whether or not... It doesn't say whether or not they were related. It doesn't say if he was just a serial killer. It doesn't say if it was his house that they broke into or vice versa, you know. Um, and it, it's just all these people. And these are the most unsubtle ghosts ever. Like, the ghosts just show up and kill everybody. Yep. It's not It's not like one dude sees the ghost and then it goes away and then, like, everybody thinks they're crazy. No, everybody sees this ghost and then everybody dies. It's so not subtle. Yeah. But some of the scare elements that they put into the movie are awesome. Like, the one scene where... Um, the cop is in the room and he's watching he's watching old security footage of somebody dying in the building of the ghost and then there's extended uh, security footage afterwards where the ghost walks out of the room that they were killed in and then all of a sudden it floats up in front of the camera turning the camera completely black except for two glowing eyes which was like super creepy and then you could actually hear like the the ghost um, like doing like it's a uh, thing yeah. if, if you know that's what the noise of the ghost makes in, in well, the grudge it just sound like you're burping yeah, yeah it was it, it's uh, <laughs> that's all the ghost says. it's actually kind of annoying but um, it's really <laughs> creepy um, but uh, I think it's like a chill pill ghost when it comes to when it comes to horror um, in Japan they always seem to go towards the eyes like every yeah. single Japanese horror has something to do with eyes and I think that's because they understand that the most expressive part of the body is the eyes 
So if they want to make fear, they use expressive eyes. So. Mm-hmm. Do you want to hear about the Weird Ring movie now? Yes. So uh, I forget what the original one was actually about, like Ringu, but I saw one where, in case you don't know about the ring, like at least in the American version, you if you watch like a uh, a VHS, uh, video, yeah VHS, remember those? Uh, <laughs> you would that? get basically like haunted by this chick, and she would come out of your TV and kill you, Inside and that's how sort of the like curse was spread by watching the video. But in this movie, it was like it was spread uh, sexually, so it was like an STD. What? Really? Yeah. Huh. It, yeah, it was really weird. It, I think it started with like one dude have, sleeping with a girl, and then like he was being haunted, and then I think someone got pregnant. And I'm realizing I don't really remember a lot of the details. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of buildup for not a lot of payoff, there, guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's how STDs work. <laughs> Sean, what are you watching? Uh, I'm watching two things right now. Um, uh, the first one is I introduced my girlfriend to Soul Eater, which is amazing. Um, yeah, that, Soul Eater is very good. Falls awesome. Bones. And then uh, the other thing I'm watching is the new season of Power Rangers just started here in America, and they're trying to like recapture the essence of the original Power Rangers. And I have to say, I don't like it. Not even a little <laughs> bit. Really? Yeah, it's bad. I'm not a fan at all. No Tommy Oliver, huh? No, it's just the fact that... Well, yeah, no Tommy Oliver, one. But two, like, the, the... They're... I don't know. I guess they're trying to find the magic in the bottle that was the original Power Rangers. But Teenagers just, with Attitude? What's that? Teenagers with Attitude? Yeah, no. And, and they even, like, kind of redo the opening sequence of the original Power Rangers with these new ones. But with like 90s rock? It just... Yeah, there's, like... To me, it, fall, it, it, it falls flat, feels forced, and I would just much rather see a new content, new, you know, uh, a new storytelling device, much like they do in Japan. You know, like every season something new, and I yeah. just, I'm tired of seeing everything rehashed. It's, it's just not fun anymore. Well, yeah. Saban only knows how to write one story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, he doesn't know how to write right. any stories because he's taken Japan's. Well, that's true. But uh, but yeah, so I will not be watching that anymore. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, what's this one called? And uh, is there like a theme to it? Yeah, it's a Power Rangers Mega Force. And no, there is not a twist to it because the what they did in the other one, like the Japanese version, I believe it was called Gosai. Gosai. It was whatever Gosai. Um, uh-huh. And it was angels over there. Oh, cool. Yeah, and then over here, because they're not really doing the whole angel thing, it's it's actually a lot more thematically similar to, like, season two of the Power Rangers, where it's, like, mythical beasts and stuff like that is are, like, the totems for the Power Rangers. But it seems like they're also going to get into Gokiger, which over there was, like, the pirate-themed one, where they could yeah. be the Power Rangers from any season. So I'm wondering if they're going to try and do something like that over here, too, as part of their whole throwback thing. I don't know. Well, that would be interesting. I wonder. I wonder. I was always wondering if we were going to get the, the that one. Yeah. You know, 
So, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm curious to see how it plays out, but at the same time, I'm not curious to actually, like, be there for it. I kind of want to, I, I kind of feel like I just want to read about this on Wikipedia afterwards. Yeah. Well, that's my review, that's my review style, too. If it doesn't keep me in for three episodes, uh, three episodes is fair. This, you know? Yeah. No, no. This didn't even keep me in for ten minutes. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. Well, you gotta give it, you gotta give it at least an episode. I did. I watched you the did. whole thing. But ten minutes in, I was like, I don't want to watch this. <laughs> it was bad. All right. So, so is know. it my turn then? Yes, I guess so. Okay. Um, so I've been watching um, Bokuwa Tomodachiga um, next, which is season two of the first Bokuwa Tomodachiga. Translation it's, is I don't have many friends. Yeah. So I mean, originally the first season uh, was coming out to like I mean, of course, unless you read the manga, which I didn't. Uh, the first season was coming out to look like it was going to be a show about friendship, where as you slowly kept looking into the show and watching the show, it really turned into something that was like, oh, this is a harem masked by friendship themes. Yeah. And then um, and then also they made it filthy. They added a lot of fan service and a lot of uh, really, really edgy, like... Um, can't show on yeah, TV close stuff. close to can't show on TV stuff, uh, which... Which is which is okay. I can. I'm, I mean, I'm used to it because of Japan. But um. for the series as a whole, the rundown is there are two kids in uh, high school who don't have any friends with each other. One because he's mistaken as a delinquent. Like people just think he's a delinquent because of a bad impression. And then the other one just doesn't have any friends. As a matter of fact, she has an imaginary friend because she has so little people that she knows that she talks to some imaginary friend. And what they do is they decide to make a club with each other to make friends, which is, uh, they, they call it the neighborhood club, which they... The neighbor's club. Yeah, the neighbor's club, which they invited people who don't have friends into the club so that they could learn together how to make friends and that was an ingenious idea, just poorly executed. Because in the first season, I thought it was like, oh, that's cool. We're going to have all these quirky people. There's going to be... But, but like, what ended up happening was there was that one dude, and then there was an all cast of girls. Can I continue talking now? That yeah. was my, my anime that I'm watching? Yep. <laughs> all right. Um, people can't tell the difference. <laughs> I know. Um, so, um, come season two... Uh, they really, really tamed down the fan service that they were throwing at us. Yeah, the first episode was kind of... No, it was. It was It was still... Like, I think the first episode was kind of the, um, you know, to ease with the withdrawal yeah. of, of the first season. Uh, and then they kind of eased out of it, where now it's it's actually kind of fun to watch. Um, yeah, it's adorable. Yeah, it's kind of... It's pretty cute, and it keeps going. Uh, took a whole season to do that, though. Yeah, it took... <laughs> but now, um, now they're really turning it into a love story. Where, I mean, where it's kind of hidden still, where they're still trying to be the neighbor's club and they're still trying to be friends with each other. But, like, it's so obvious that these two girls like the main character and they're kind of fighting for him. But they're, like, silently fighting for him because they're pretending to be friends. I like it. I, 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 I like it, so. Yeah, I'll continue watching. But even still, it's. I don't, I don't, re- yeah, I don't recommend it for everybody. That's for sure. Sean, so this is we wouldn't recommend it for, for you. Me. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, yeah, heck no. <laughs> And that's what we're watching. Yep, that's what we're watching, I guess. <laughs> Next up is our Tabagachi for the evening. And for this episode, our Tabagachi is going to be anime-influenced America. We want to talk about what um, things in American culture are nowadays influenced by anime, where we can find it in all places, TV and comic books and 
uh, anywhere. Even even some toys coming out now, you know, are are doing the same. Oh thing. yeah, oh yeah. Like toys with with you know big adorable eyes and and everything like that. So let's start with um with uh, something. Um, how about TV? Um, anybody got a favorite TV show? I sure do. I have oh, yeah. two. You want to start, Sean? Sure. Uh, let's go ahead and let's let's go ahead and talk about the elephant in the room, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Which yeah. Is yeah. Incredibly influenced by anime without actually being anime. Well, the thing about um, the thing about Avatar: The Last Airbender is we hired the same studios that Japan outsources to in Korea. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so where Japan uses those Korean studios, we use the same studios just for an American show. Right. Well, it's just, but it, it I mean, it's very much, uh, to, I mean, I've always looked at it as it's, it, it's an anime with American storytelling, you know, yeah. just the, it, cause it doesn't follow your typical anime tropes and everything. It has a very yeah, much but, a Western story and, not, and all of the Western <laughs> character development and everything just layered over like an Asian setting. Also, not to mention, it's very obvious that we pay Korea a lot more to do the animation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, we're America. We do that. (laughs) (laughs) I know I like Avatar. I've never finished it. (laughs) Shame on you. Barely even started it. Well, I'm on episode seven. (laughs) What? How of it? No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There was one summer where um, where some of our friends tried to get us to sit down and watch the whole thing, and it worked for a little while. But then for, for we, seven episodes, yeah, yeah. But then we, yeah, that was one sitting, and <laughs> and okay. then we never met honest, again. Guys, guys, if you can get through to the last book, like the third season, you won't be able to stop watching it. Oh no, I have all of Avatar. I have all of it. I just haven't watched it yet. I'm just yeah. I'll, it, it's also free on uh, Amazon. Uh, if you have Amazon Prime, um, it, yeah. it's free on Amazon Instant Video. Is it not on Netflix anymore? We don't have Netflix. Oh, I don't know. It was on Netflix forever. It might be still on. And then there's yeah. one other one that I wanted to touch on, and I think this is uh, one of the one of the Flemings is wanted to say also, which was Teen Titans. Yeah, that is probably both of ours actually. Yeah, I um. I, we, we both have our reasons for liking it. Well, I mean, other than certainly, it's good, yeah. Other than it's good, because uh, one, when we came, when it came out, uh, we were young, uh, so uh, that was really my kicker for being like, "Holy crap! I want to work in the animation industry. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life." Because when Teen Titans came out, yeah, one, it was anime influenced, and we weren't into anime at the time. Uh, so that was one of the things that kind of kicked us off into being like, maybe we should check out anime. Two, that's what got me into comics. Uh, when I started reading or, uh, watching Teen Titans, I started reading Teen Titans as well. Yeah. So that was huge. Well, but it <laughs> fed I just my addiction. touch on something really quick. Because you said that that was the thing that wanted to get you into animation. And I was like, man, I was an adult when Teen Titans came out. Like, I was just a younger <laughs> adult. <laughs> Yeah, oh, it makes me sad. <laughs> Working at the factories, <laughs> but yeah, um, uh, but it it fed Andrew's comic book addiction. It certainly fed my comic book addiction. I love Teen Titans. Um, it, it's it's still like I I even still buy Teen Titans now. 
um, with the new 52 coming out and everything like that, just because I, I owe it to Teen Titans. It's really bad. The comic book series of Teen Titans is really bad. It hasn't been good since um, the new Teen Titans, or since um, Young Justice became the new Teen Titans. Um, I know, that was the best run ever. Yeah, um, when, when Young, when, after the graduation day arc with, with that, and then... Um, and then Titan started, which was when Cyborg, Beast Boy, um, Starfire, and Raven left Young Justice to be by themselves. Young Justice, or, or the Young Justice uh, new Teen Titans by themselves was just terrible. I don't know how many people are going to understand what you're talking about. This is an anime podcast. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, uh. I, yeah, I am, I am going on my comic book rants. So let's bring it back to Teen Titans then, like the TV show. Yeah, TV show Teen Titans. I mean, because then, then they even, after a while, they had the movie come out. Trouble which, in Tokyo. Yeah, which was Trouble in Tokyo. Because they straight knew, hey, we're using Japanese influence in our TV show. Let's take it to Japan. Well, and one of my favorite things is Glenn Murakami, the creator and director of Teen Titans. His favorite anime is Fooly Cooly, as <laughs> is mine. And, it shows. Um, yeah. It, have you? If you didn't notice um, that episode where Beast Boy fights the evil tofu, he when he's transporting the evil tofu uh, to save everybody, he he's riding a is riding Vespa. a yellow Vespa dressed as Haruko, but um, instead of a P exclamation point, it says B exclamation yeah. point. Yeah, <laughs> I remember <laughs> that now. Yep, the source. <laughs> But yeah, uh, there, there's a lot of even even um, they take a lot of influence in their animation. Like you can you can find a video on YouTube of um, Fooly Cooly next to Teen Titans and see the animation influences that they took from it for the show. I guess the other show that's out right now, it's unfortunate that Glitch isn't here because he's the one who's been watching it, which is the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's not as heavily influenced as Teen Titans is, but if you've seen the show, uh, which I've seen a couple episodes, it, it's really there. The way that the way that they just bring out, um, you know, anime influence into it, where it'll just cut at some points in the show, it'll just cut to like they cut the background and it's just a solid color, and then somebody has like googly eyes or something like that. You know, it's just an, an well, element that they added, which is really new. Wasn't. I mean, wasn't Teen Titans really the first thing to do that whole kind of chibi exposition moments in, in like, I, a Western yes. setting? I think so. Yes. Yeah, I, yeah it, and that's the thing. When well, outside people looked at Teen Titans, they were like, this is anime. Yeah, like, that was... When when it was coming out, um, it was such a foreign concept at the time. When when we would talk about, talk about Teen Titans with people, they literally called Teen Titans anime. And we were, we just said no. This is not anime. This is this is Western well, animation. In in the but, same sense, though, that Avatar was called anime, though. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, it's just it's it's. Uh, I mean, and it's exactly what we're talking about. It's a it's a blurring of the line between the two types of uh, the two different philosophies of making cartoons. Because that's I mean, in the end, that's all we're doing. And and it's it it, it only makes sense that we're starting to see this kind of uh, uh, merger of of both styles and ideas. Um, where we're seeing, and, and we have to admit that like Teen Titans and, and Avatar are very much great representations of what they do. So this, these are people right. taking good ideas from other places and incorporating them into solid storytelling apparatuses. Which I think is a great idea because um, 
the Japanese have really got a solid story basis. For one, they know how to tell stories; they just don't know how to end them. The, well, they, they're um, great with episodic stuff. Is yeah. is definitely what I'll give. Them. Yeah. Well, well, that's that's what I mean. They know how to tell a story; they don't know how to end them. Uh, so, I mean, we just take some of those elements from them, uh, and and kind of, and also add their artistic style, which you know, over the past ten years. Even probably twenty years. Uh, no, no, not in the not in the early thirty 90s, years. But I would say I would say probably <laughs> ten years. yeah, past ten years. Um, in the influence of anime and the integrating it into our kind of art styles has really been more accepted. Where in the past it was not accepted at all. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely one of those things that were like if you tried to imitate it, you were looked down on uh, yeah, because it absolutely. wasn't traditional art. It wasn't. You're, especially even in comic books where you see like your traditional uh, 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 sequential art does not have you know it uses traditional body types and and, and structures and everything whereas whereas uh, uh, God what's it called when it's written down manga is that it manga <laughs> we had an, a whole episode on this Sean what's that I know you weren't I know you weren't here for it but we we did <laughs> well fine then. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, even back when we were in high school, uh, anime wasn't taken seriously as an art form because we took a lot of art classes, and we had friends who all they did was was in, take their influence from the anime genre. Yeah, and you got the whole mm, "you're an anime artist" yeah. kind of a thing. You know? Yeah, there was either it was either that or um, the teacher telling you you have to do something else. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I'm a which, writer. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that it, it would be the same way in schools nowadays, though, with, with teachers, you know, like that, just because they're an older generation and they don't understand that if you want to break out into an industry like the animation industry or something like that, they're not going to look at anime as something to be taken seriously because we don't see it as a cultural aspect like Japan does. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I've got, I've got another really great example of mixing okay. things. Uh, is, is it that whole in the wall game show? That's the only one I can think of. Well, that, that's actually a Japanese game show that they ruined in America. It's all Japanese game shows. No matter where where you put it, all Japanese game shows are better in Japan. Like Silent Library, they absolutely ruined Silent Library here. Oh, and like um, we Ninja had Warrior. Oh, I hate Ninja Warrior now. Well, it's so easy here. Yeah, uh, American well, American Ninja Warriors so dumbed down. But but here's what I was gonna say. What about the anthology projects like uh, Gotham Knights? Uh, Dante's Inferno, the Dead Space movies. Uh, uh, yeah. Halo they, Legends, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, Halo Legends. And now they're doing a Mass Effect one. Yeah, they're doing Mass Effect. No, 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 Mass Effect is all one studio. It's just a, it's just a Mass Effect anime. Oh, okay. But, um, uh, but hey, Mass Effect anime. Um, uh, but, yeah, like the collaborations where they hired a whole bunch of anime and Korean studios well, and made, you know, Batman. They made yeah. Dead Space. Well, they made, that all yeah. started with the Animatrix, didn't it? Like, that was, like, the first yeah. one of those. Exactly. Yeah, it did. Which was which is funny because the the Matrix was inspired by traditional Japanese storytelling. I mean, that's yeah, Wachowski exactly. brothers yeah. got yeah. their stuff. Was did um did Wachowski you guys people? What, what, yeah, Wachowski people. Yeah, the Wachowski peoples. Um, I'm not very good at you, politically correct. Yeah, <laughs> none of, none of us are. Have you listened to our podcast? No, I'm in um, it. I refuse to listen to it. Um. <laughs> But the one that really helped that take off was the Batman one, the Gotham Knights, where – because they had 
they like I don't even think the Dante's Inferno one and the uh, and the Dead Space one got the big studios like Production IG yeah and uh, oh Madhouse no um, Dante's Inferno did oh, but it was okay. the last one yeah Dead Space didn't they they had really huge studio names the Dead Space one only got like Korean studios to do it for them oh but it was it I was, think what I think with the Animatrix and Gotham Knights as well it was multiple directors doing like their own little vignette stories yeah i can yeah. definitely say like uh gotham knights uh uh the animatrix and then halo legends which was the third one of those were all very similar in their execution and con like conceptualization um yeah yeah where where you saw this kind of anime take on very western themes and, yes. they, and they were good oh god yeah, they were yes. really good i haven't seen the halo one um but i've seen most of them. Uh, Batman was amazing. Oh, dude. The weirdest one for Batman was um, the very first story. Man, let me where... tell you. The, what? The one where, like, the four kids tell how they saw yeah. Batman and tell yeah, it all yeah. completely differently. And Batman's, like... Batman, he almost looked fat, but it was um, because it was the... Um, uh, the studio that made that movie. What was it called? Um, oh, Tenkonk and Crete. Yeah. It was the same studio that did that. Um, so it looked really bizarre, but it totally worked yeah, for the story style. Like it had that really cool urban yeah. feel to it. Yeah, yeah, no, completely. If you guys haven't seen Halo Legends, if you're even remotely fans of the Halo universe and you like these like anthology style anime stories, please you owe it to yourselves. Watch Halo Legends. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I actually, I bet James has it. Probably, yeah. Uh, yeah. He was on the podcast. Last he was, week. yeah. He was on the last so, episode because uh, he's he's a Halo nut. Oh, me too. Nut jobs. But that that's a good point. I forgot about that. So actually, I wanted to talk about some comic books. You know, seeing that we had a, talked about comic books earlier. Yep. Um, and the first one that I want to talk about, which is fairly new, it's also statu- a statue line to the um, DC Comics Amikami figures. Oh yeah. Um, they got uh, American writers together and made anime uh, amikami stories. Uh, they were just one-shot comics. They made them for Power Girl. They made them for Catwoman. They made them for Supergirl. Um, they 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 did... I, I'm pretty sure they did the whole line of Phoenix. Oh, Wonder Woman was the first one that came out. I, and I saw the Wonder Woman one. It was done by Amanda Connor uh, as the artist. And uh, I forget who wrote it. It might have been Jimmy Palmiotti. Um, wow! Really? Yeah. Um, the well, they're they're a duo. They you know they're they're the married duo. They do everything. Oh, together. okay. Uh, it was it was weird. It, it wasn't very good. <laughs> as, as much as I'm talking about it, it wasn't very good. And especially because Amanda Connor stopped doing the art for it halfway through. Um, but th- besides that, she doesn't draw anime very well. As a matter of fact, the Amikami Wonder Woman didn't look like anime at all. <clears throat> The only thing that was really anime influenced was uh, the villain uh, who was the cheetah, who looked like Felicia from Darkstalkers. If you don't know, Felicia's the cat girl character. Uh, um, Andrew knows her. <laughs> of course I do. Actually, that's my that's my Darkstalkers character. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, what about like? There, I mean, because there's definitely several other. I, I mean, even in so much as not just the like anime versions of American stories, but like there's tons of. Uh, actual comic artists who have like heavy am- anime influence like i mean in so much as like uh uh chris Bacello, uh uh humberto ramos 
and I, I mean, and let's be honest, people like Joe Mad, who's got who who definitely oh. kind of grew up on these kind of things. Who's like one of the best artists in the world? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, his stuff is very Western, but at the same time, you could definitely tell that he is he's seen some anime, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. You, you, you can, can you can tell a lot. It's it's almost like the comic book artists who uh, like refuse because you know they're out there who refuse to watch anime because they were part of that high school crowd that was like, oh, you have to do more than draw anime. Yeah. Like who who don't know how to draw that technique. Like like cause, it helps. Like because the thing is, they probably stayed away from it because they had that. Oh, you have to draw more than just anime. Yeah. But like it helps flesh it it will help flesh out like different styles and everything like that. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, um, any listeners who may not draw or anything like that, try if you if you have any interest in drawing anything, try drawing anime. It's hard. It's really um, hard. Just because of the fact that it's so unnatural and it doesn't It's very, like, very stylized. Yeah. yeah. Um like I can't I can't do eyes. I mean like, I can't do anime eyes. I mean granted granted um I I draw anime pretty terribly. Like I I cannot draw anime, but uh but my art is certainly like all the illustrations that I do is definitely influenced by it. Yeah. And if you if you if it's something if it's a style that you that you can learn how to do, it will help you in creating uh very unique looking characters yeah. in your own style. Yeah. Yeah, I do want I do want to go on record by saying I am not an anime artist. Yeah. Uh, on please on do the not, record. Hey, please do not please Noted. anybody out there do not say Andrew Fleming is an anime artist because I am not. Okay, so <laughs> well I I mean and I, and I just want to get back to the like it's it's just like you see these artists who have been doing something that is very much a western tradition, which is comic books like in, in actual sequential comic books and they are uh um, pulling from like the best parts of manga and anime, which are definitely like the character designs and your your action templates, like how they set things up to show motion and everything. Yeah, I, yeah. it's just it's really neat to see the fusion between the two. You you brought it up earlier. Um, I don't know if you want to move on. Hmm? Um, I have one more, um, but uh, I wanted to mention like figurines. Yeah, um, uh, what's that? What's that like miniature figurine set? That you that you keep bringing up to me, Sean. Uh, that it, it, I forget what it's called. Oh, again. Soda Pop Miniatures. Uh, it's, Soda uh, Pop Miniatures Relic Knights does a tabletop yeah. uh, uh, game. That is, which is they're an American company that does anime themed tabletop miniatures they, for a war game, and they are they did Tentacle Bento. <laughs> yeah, but they're they did like Bento. they're totally right. like fan service chicks on robots with giant guns, and it's all gun bunnies and crazy mecha and chibi little characters called ciphers but yeah it's it was kind of funny to see a uh something that's definitely what i consider to be a western hobby which is the modeling and painting and such forth and the war games um yep. heavily influenced by such a such a japanese um uh subculture uh there was actually another game that i found called infinity which kind of goes the other way which goes much more into the it looks like akira <laughs> And uh, huh. uh, Ghost in the Shell with that heavy cyberpunk feel to it, um, but cool. I think that's what you were talking about. I was talking about Soda Pop. Yeah, Soda yeah. Pop, which was the first one. But yes, uh, yeah. I, I recently was introduced to the second one, and I figured I'd throw that out there too. Nice. Yeah, cool. uh, there's a Soda Pop game that I'm really interested. in. I don't know if you heard us talking about it, but it's called Tentacle Bento. It seems like just a fun, crazy, awkward, good time. Uh, uh, that sounds terrifying, but I've never heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> Look it up. It's fun. Yeah, uh, it is. It I'm, like I'm trying fun. to find a way to buy it. 
because um, it would just be so much fun to play with a bunch of people. They might have it at Anime Boston when we go in the dealer's room. Yeah, maybe. But um, There's also just the to, internet. Wow. Yeah. Well, no, well, no I, I tried looking for it there. Even uh, like Game Board Geeks didn't have it wow. uh, or anything like that. Um, I mean, they had it, but you couldn't buy it. Yeah. Um, but but that just came up because you mentioned Amikami, and Amikami is like the epitome of, of um, American uh, anime. Yeah, anime. Um, yeah. The last one that I wanted to do for comic books before we move on, it's not technically American, but they, it is from our great hat. Uh, Udon Studios oh. in, in Canada. Oh, my favorite. They are my... All of Udon is my favorite. I love Udon to death. Yeah. The, uh, Udon is the official artists um, for all the like promo art. And, yeah, Cap- and, for Capcom. And stuff for Capcom. So they do Street Fighter and Darkstalkers and... And wait, wait, wait. All... They do all the promo stuff for the Japanese company, yet they're Canadian? Yes. Yes. Huh. Well, there's a there's a Capcom in Canada. It's called Blue Castle, I think. Damn globalization. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Blue Castle Studios in Canada is Capcom. Yeah, but um, for anybody who, who doesn't know who Udon is, it is just a team of fantastic artists. And they are all super unique in their own Yeah, every own single way. one of them. You can, you can pick out your favorite because they're all so different from one another. I have. <laughs> um, and uh, Udon, they, they released art books. They released an art book for, um, what's the new one that's coming out? Summer Wars. They're releasing a new Summer Wars one soon. And I am so excited. <laughs> um, I still have to see that. It, yeah, it's a good movie. Um, but I, I just wanted to mention, recently. I just wanted to mention Udon because they're a fantastic studio, even though they're not super American. So thank you, Udon. With that for everything. Um, I also, uh, now that we've covered pretty much everything that I was thinking about talking about, unless you guys can think of anything. Um, <laughs> no, I don't think so. I, yeah, Dylan, I wanted you, you to didn't think of anything. No, not, not that, not nothing that you guys didn't think of. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I wanted to talk about, um, American influences in Japan. In Japan. And I can I can talk about some of this stuff, which is pretty funny. Yeah. Well, one thing that I wanted to start talking about is, like, if Japan... Just in the same way that we find their TV shows. You know, Sean, you watch Sentai and Tokusatsu. Oh, yeah. Andrew and I watch the new animes. Um, I, I'm wondering if Japan ever wonders where our new TV shows are, you know? Because I think that if they saw our work, we would they would think that we were weird. Like, like, like I, if they I, watch Lost I, and they're just they get to the end of it and they're like, I just didn't get it. <laughs> not no, even that. No, but like, what if they like, did get it? They'd be like, Oh, I understand it completely. Damn that! <laughs> the chapters are just better at everything. Yeah. I have always wondered. I've, the example that I always use is I've always wondered if they've ever seen the B- Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Because because I, I would always think that like another. Uh, Culture would see Grim Adventures Billy and they'd say that show is weird. Like Americans are weird. No, they, they would like, just it's be that... like you guys, where they're like, "Oh wow, the voice of Mandy is totally uh, Raven from uh, Teen Titans," and Which would be wrong. Not. Yeah, they would be wrong <laughs> because uh, um, Tara, Tara Strong plays Raven. Gray Delisle pl- plays Mandy. Really? They sound really alike. Yes, they they do, but they're different. Wow. My bad. They, they get. They get the equal amount of work. Um, yeah, they're, they're really they're, popular. They're like the most popular of the female female uh, yeah, voice actresses. Uh, but um, yeah, because it's that it's that longbow style of comedy uh, that like it's like why the heck did that even happen? Yeah, kind of comedy that that I'm not sure if they would either completely understand that and think it's hilarious or not get it at all because it's, like, a different kind of comedy. Because, like, yeah. the Japanese have the weirdest sense of humor. Uh, you have to watch a lot of Japanese, one, TV shows, two, movies, 
to understand what's funny and what isn't funny. I wonder what they'd think of like Tim and Eric. Oh, I know. <laughs> I don't no, even I'm think that they sure would touch that's that. Universally bad. No, uh, that's not no true. what? No, shut up, man. That's awesome. <laughs> Wait, you guys like <laughs> Tim and Eric? I love Tim, Tim and Eric. Is awesome. I have every season on DVD, and it's quiet. Can we still be friends? <laughs> We're not friends. <laughs> Sean disconnected from Skype. (laughs) So one of the things that I wanted to talk about uh, when it comes to this, when it comes to Americans uh, or American culture leaking into Japan is when they, when they're over, when Americans and tourists and everything are over in Japan, uh, they think American lingo is hilarious. And which I think it is hilarious because like, because they use terms like, Oh my God! And uh, and excellent and good job. Yeah, good job. Like they they instead of saying that those things in Japanese, they say it in English because they think those things are funny. Uh, uh, because they think it's so overused in um, or not not overused, but like they think that that's what we say all the time in in America, where for some people it's true, but it's really not. Um, and you know, I, I actually just thought of a really good example of that where. Um... You're, anytime you're watching Panty and Stocking, dude, they, yes. they say stuff in English all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's actually the that's actually like the prime example, and like the same thing. Um, uh, what's his name? The, the Tekken character. Um, I forget. Oh yeah. Uh, where where? Lee or something. Yeah, his oh Lee. Yeah, his um. Oh no no. Well maybe I, I can't remember right now. <laughs> uh, Tekken's my favorite, by the way. <laughs> can't you tell? And then um. Uh, but his catchphrase is excellent. Yeah. Like he's after every single sentence, he says excellent. And, uh, so that's a, it's actually a very Japanese thing to say American things when it like weird times. Um, even, even the phrase like oops, like, uh, Americans say oops when, when they do something wrong. Um, Japanese people find that hilarious. Uh, not, well, maybe not hilarious, but, um. Well, then she said you had a teacher. They find it entertaining. Yeah, they're, they're, they they find it so funny. They're going insane. <laughs> um. Anyway, um, that's what hilarious means. I wanted to I wanted to finish this off because um because I read a story, um that there was an Amer- with about an American who was in Japan, and um he came across a restaurant like he, he was going in he was going into uh like a rest stop and there was a restaurant. And lo and behold, it was an American burger joint, uh, and it 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 sported like this Chuck Norris looking guy, Chuck and, Norris yeah, cowboy, and a, a Chuck Norris cowboy in like an American hat, and he was wearing <laughs> an American t shirt, um, and they had the French fry cups were American flags, and the place was called Good Job Burger. <laughs> wow, it was. Uh, I lo- I read that story and I was like, that is the funniest thing I've ever. I want to go to Good Job Burger. Yeah, like I have to find that and find it someday. I thought of another um, bit of America that I, I know Japan is fond of is baseball. That's, yes, that's true. Yeah, very fond of baseball. I like their I like their baseball. And there's even like I know there's like <laughs> bars like centered around specific teams and. Yeah will air their games, and if they end up winning, I guess, like, they have super crazy drink specials or whatever. Yeah. Which is which is weird, because, like, baseball is America's pastime, but that's actually more like football is America's pastime now, and yeah. Japan Japan has really adopted baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those guys are nuts and, for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the same way, like, you know, uh, and they get so good at it that we take them. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> 
because we can't play anymore because <laughs> we, we just suck. It's um, baseball. Who actually plays baseball other than Japan? I don't, I don't know. I'm I'm a I'm a football and hockey guy, especially hockey. MMA. Bam. But that's all we had for the Tabagachi, unless you guys can think of anything else. Oh, he just mentioned MMA. Oh, that's true. Was, uh, Mixed martial arts. Like, yeah, uh, pride fighting. Uh, Rampage, <laughs> Rampage Jackson is a hero over there. That's true. And Leona Machida, so who does, like, straight on, you know, karate. Yeah. Well, is he is he actually Japanese, or is no, he Brazilian, he's Brazilian fighting out of Japan? But his, his martial arts style is Japanese. Yeah, he, well, because he fights out of Japan. No, he fights so. out of Brazil. He fights out of Brazil. Oh, he does. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. Um, I I don't know. Yeah. Anything else? Um, as far as good job burger goes. <laughs> no, I'm. I'm <laughs> Sounds <good>. delicious. <laughs> all right. So I guess it's time to for our, our shameless plugs. Yeah. Um. All right, guys. So if you want to uh, join in on the conversation, you can send us an email over at wickedanimereviews at gmail dot com. That is wickedanimereviews at gmail dot com. All one word. Um. And, uh, hey, join the party over on Facebook, We where we're posting a lot of cool crap, like, especially Besom updates, we're posting Besom updates, we're posting episode episode updates, um, if you're like, hey, where the heck are you guys' episodes at? They are in production, they're taking a long time, I'm sorry. Uh, it, they, it's a lot of recording, a lot of editing. Um, and then, uh, our, oh, Victoria from last episode has, um... Kindly taken yeah, over Tumblr. She's she's jumped on top of Tumblr. So Tumblr is actually being updated uh, very frequently now, and it's very cool. And she wrote a really nice message to everybody uh, about, hey, I'm Victoria, and I'm running Tumblr. It was great. I read it, and it was awesome. And she has some adorable gifts. To yeah, she has some, all. yeah. Gifts, not gifts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not, you are not receiving presents. Um, Free gifts, everyone. Uh Send in your proof of purchase. (laughs) And of course, go view our videos over at youtube.com slash wickedanimereviews. That is where we are frequently posting or trying to frequently post. We we will have some more episodes coming out soon. Uh, We have tons in in production. Yeah. Um, Even Sean has one in production. So, uh, um, and then uh, we have Nerdy Show. Go to nerdyshow.com. It is brand new and it looks fantastic. Yeah. Go, uh, it's, it's really nice. We have Wicked Anime plugs on the front page, along with all the other Nerdy Show shows, which I almost, highly recommend. Yeah, highly recommend. Um, oh, yeah, the last, the last episode of Nerdy Show that came out, um, Cap actually uh, talked about all the shows that they were releasing, and he said some really kind words about Wicked about Anime. About Wicked Anime, yeah. You mean he actually so, mentioned uh, this? He didn't actually say anything. Yeah. He just like, and then there's Wicked Anime, and then it just kept going. Yeah, they were talking. No, no, no. They were talking about our shows. They actually gave us a full like minute and a half about stuff, and they they actually they actually gave us a, a really they they made us sound like we know what we're talking about. <laughs> That's so not true. I was about to say, did they listen to the show? <laughs> and then um, we're so that's your pants here, people. So so you that, can. F- that's not the saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So find so, us at Nerdy Show. Yeah, so you can find us on Nerdy Show. <laughs> we are on the front page now of Nerdy Show. Uh, so, instead, but you can also find us at nerdyshow.com slash wicked anime. Um, I think so, I think that's everything. I think I got it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, wicked uh, wicked anime reviews dot comment or yeah, wicked anime reviews at gmail Now you're just making up websites. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe someday that'd be cool. Uh, check out goodjobburger.com <laughs> Good job burger. Steve, then, Steve rules good job burger. 
quick play us and, off. Um, yeah, um, speaking of playing us off, uh, I don't know what song we're going to be doing this time. We're, we're on it. We're we have a toss up. We're either going to play um, because we're doing uh, the theme of American influenced. We're probably going to uh, do the Teen Titans theme song. Yeah. Either Teen Titans theme song, but I really want to play Sugar Rush from Wreck-It Ralph, because that's a great song, and um, Disney asked uh, AKB48 to do it for us, therefore they wanted Japanese influence in their movie. So I think that's a good prime example, but then again, Puffy Amiyumi did the Teen Titans opening, which is also fantastic. Uh, So we're either going to play one of those. Probably Teen Titans. Enjoy. Probably two times. <laughs> All right. So I guess it's time to end this podcast. Uh, the only way we know how, guys. We will see you next time. Okay. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>